Oh, I'm supposed to say something. It's uh, it's Thursday, and I'm here in the studio doing what I do, and that is talking to you, answering your traffic and police questions. The show is called Ask a Traffic Cop. That's because I'm a traffic cop, and this is a show where you get to ask me questions, and I answer them. Uh, that's just how we roll. Yeah. The goal of the show is to answer your traffic and police questions so you know stuff before you do stuff so you don't get charged with stuff. That's the That's what I say. Yeah, talking about all sorts of things. It's a show for you to help you. Yeah, we're educating. We want to make life safer for everybody. And and I want to talk about traffic safety. Well, I talk about traffic safety all the time, but pedestrian safety in particular. I just posted a video uh, recently talking about pedestrian safety in particular because we have had 19 pedestrian fatalities as a result of collisions or fatal collisions involving pedestrians is technically the way we say it, um, and that's too many. We've had an additional 22 people who were seriously injured, life-threatening injuries as a, as a result of uh, collisions. And uh, there's, you know, we can point fingers, right? Everyone points fingers when things happen. Uh, I like to point fingers at everyone at the same time. Even Steven. Yeah, when we are talking about pedestrian safety, cars are a big part of that because they tend to be the ones hitting the pedestrians, see? So drivers, a plea. Please pay attention to what you're doing. You're kind of in charge of a big vehicle that can hurt people. Whether you're hitting somebody uh, or something, uh, injury and damage is the result. So drive legally. I talk about traffic, uh, you know, like not speeding, not driving aggressively, not being distracted, not being impaired all the time. And people often say, well, that doesn't really cause collisions, does it? I'm like, yeah. And people don't believe me. And then we have people who get killed. And then... What do we, well, generally, those people get killed as a result of activities of drivers. Now, I'm not saying that pedestrians are off the hook. Pedestrians do things that could be safer too. Uh, we talk about looking left and right before you cross the street. Those are important tips. They're pretty basic. We talk to little kids about it. You got to make sure that before you step on the road as a pedestrian or before you ride on the road, uh, if you're riding across it, uh, you do it that it's safe for you to go because you can't assume that the driver's gonna take care of you. You can't even assume that the driver's paying attention at all. Some of them are on their phones surfing the web. It's a problem. It's a problem and we are on it all the time. We're always on it. I'm talking about it. We have enforcement officers, and we'll talk about them in a second, uh, that are on it. Um, we, we want people to get to where they're going and back home again safe. It's, it's so simple. We just need everyone to buy in on the concept of traffic safety. We need everyone to take responsibility for themselves and uh, and not assume someone else is going to save them because it's just not going to happen. We come and do the report after. You know, sometimes we catch people before, uh, but you have to have a sort of be actively involved in traffic safety. It, it doesn't. It's not automatical. Maybe one day it will be, but it isn't today. Uh, if you're watching, you're probably on one of the following channels or platforms. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and of course, X, formerly known as Twitter. I still haven't asked. I asked Sergeant Kulik this morning. I said, do you tweet or do you X on X? Is it, is it, what, what other terminology? Post, I guess, post? We've lost the tweeting. It's not tweeting anymore. Uh, this show, although I think I'm behind an episode, is downloaded after the show, usually, uh, 
unless I get busy and sidetrack, uh, then, then, then post it on, on podcast platforms so you can synchronize and listen to us while you drive safely. Now, if you're on TikTok, I have news for you. You can actually shut down the screen and you'll get the audio stream in the background. So you can safely and legally listen to us, but you'll be burning your data. If you're okay with a day behind info, uh, then you can synchronize on your podcast app and listen to us and totally not burn your data. That's my helping you. Uh, let's see here. Vision Zero Enforcement Team. They're, they're those people who are trying to change driver behavior one ticket at a time. They are trying to uh, influence drivers to do the right thing. And they do that by focusing their efforts in different areas on different days. Uh, but they look for the big four. Here's my big four button. Speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving, the leading causes of serious injury and death on our road. That's why they focus on them. You know, we can make arguments about all sorts of things. People go, oh, it's only 20 over, it's only 10 over, it's only 50 over. <laughs> speeding, speeding. If you go one kilometer over the posted speed limit, you're technically speeding. Uh, will they stop you for one kilometer over? Unlikely, but it's still against the law. If you choose to uh, engage in any of these behaviors, know that when they meet you and issue you a ticket, it's because you called them, you've invited them over. Uh, because you've chosen to engage in behavior that's unsafe. They go to different divisions every day, and today, let's see, where are they? Uh, the 12th of October, yes, they are in 32 Division and 43 Division. Those are the neighborhoods of Downsview, Willowdale, Newtonbrook, Bathurst Manor, Bendale, Woburn, Highland Creek, West Hill, Guildwood, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe, and that's why we talk about where they're going every day. We want everyone to know. No secrets here. Uh, let's see, we've got folks in the chat. Tim Shallow, we've got Stephen Bell, uh, the Grinch. Uh, we've got a killer Draconis with greetings and salutations. I'm a little behind as I click to put you on screen. Uh, I, I caught that it was and, even though you put add Akila, even put in the correction. You guys are awesome. Avandro, uh, who has, uh, uh, he, he is, I, I, I don't know, we can't give you an official title because you're not a member yet, because I understand you are going to apply at some point. Uh, but he is, uh, he is taking our content and, and making clips on TikTok in Portuguese and Spanish now. So he's, he's covering two different language groups that we really want to be able to talk to. See, and here, here's a follow-up. He said, I make a video today in, uh, explaining Portuguese about the big four. Right on. Uh, zombie, good morning to you. Uh, oh, a first question. Oh, yeah, and please do ask questions. That's what we're all about. Uh, let's see here. We've got JD, who is uh, taking your questions from TikTok and bringing them into uh, the platform where I can see them. But I see Al Capone saying hi and uh, Tequila. Hello, hello. Uh, Daisy, good day. Uh, we've got Dutz, who wants to know about what's happening on the 401. Sadly, I have no idea. Uh, Greg, who wants to know if it's legal to talk on a CB. Emma, good morning to you. Uh, and if I've missed you, it's because I can't seem to scroll up. Oh, here we go. Uh, Scott, good morning. Uh, you have a question. Hollywood has a question. I can't read these things. They're scrolling too quickly. Uh, but, but JD is taking your questions and putting them up on the screen. And we also, of course, of course, have Emma and, and others who are regulars and very often, uh, help out by answering questions in the chat. So if they're here to help and they're helping you, then good. And Tequila says, good morning. You are amazing. Well, thank you very much. And frozen, apparently. Let me see if I can refresh the screen. Sometimes the internet does not cooperate, and I have no control over said internet, so, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> All right, uh, what we got? Oh, Big Jeff Fresh with a good morning. 
Right on, right on. So uh, I'll jump right into things since we uh, we can do that sort of thing here. Three people on my street got tickets today for parking on the sidewalk. Watched it with my morning coffee. The sidewalk? Like, were they on? A, were they just cro- like blocking the crosswalk, or did they just full-on drive on the sidewalk? I, I th- There seems to be a disconnect with drivers and people and laws and desire to follow them. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Maybe we need some refresher courses. Actually, what? What are your thoughts on this? Annual recertification for drivers. Do you think it was, do you think it's necessary? Do you think it would help? Or do we do, or do we just increase the level of difficulty and we'll we'll up the uh, the the game mode from easy to uh, medium. I won't say expert. Maybe that's what we need to do. Because this doesn't happen uh, everywhere else in the world. <laughs> At least I don't think. Um there there yeah, I don't I don't get it. But there's a lot of talk about, uh, not, not police talk, but people uh, in, in media and, and learning or, or traffic education who say maybe we need an annual research. Let me know in the comments what you think. Also, if you'd be so kind, please like and share uh, regardless of the platform. And of course, if you don't already follow us, please do because uh, we do this all the time. This week's a little odd. I wasn't here Monday because of all, was it the holiday Monday? Then I wasn't here Tuesday uh, and I won't be here tomorrow. So it won't be till next week when I come back. So this is kind of Friday Jr. So it's a thing. Uh, I see the folks here on Instagram, and one has a question posted. Uh, Sager, uh, let's see here. Uh, is there a specific place where racing is allowed? Yes, it's called a racetrack. Racetracks are permitted. Now, aside from racetracks, you can have permitted events like the Indy. Uh, the Honda Indy is on city streets. They got a permit. It became a racetrack for the permit, for the per- the time that it was used as a racetrack. And of course they had safety provisions and medics and they actually, little known, actually it was little known, it wasn't known to, by me, I, I learned about it last year at the last Honda Indy, they have a full on surgical suite there. Like they they have a mini hospital that they they build like temporarily while they're doing what they do. That's why racing is best done on racetracks. Aside from the laws, they actually have paramedic teams on standby. Uh, even when we did the Ford, driving skills for life. On the location, Ford paid paramedics to stand by just in case. You don't do that when you're racing your buddies uh, on city streets, breaking the law. No, no paramedics, they have to call them and they respond, they're not like there. Anyway, moving along. I don't see comments though. Comments about whether or not, do you think you should have to requalify every year? Let me know. All right, well, we'll revisit should the, in, in the event that there's a comment about there. Uh, I don't have enough data, Stephen Bell says. I don't have enough data for that to, to, to mount my phone and listen to your replay while driving. That is why I watch you at home when there's Wi-Fi. But Stephen, if you watch the replay, you can actually synchronize uh, and, and watch yesterday's t- today. So you'd be behind. We prefer having you live here anyway because you, 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 you engage. We talk to you all the time. So yeah, Wi-Fi best. But if you wanted to listen while you drive, if you use an iP- um, a uh, podcasting app it synchronizes stores it on your phone and then you play it from your memory and you're not using your data but no i I totally understand wi-fi is not free nana yaw here we go can i drive a valid international driving permit while awaiting my g2 road test let's talk about this because a lot of people get this wrong once you apply for a g1 even if you have a full license from another jurisdiction, you no longer have a license from another jurisdiction that is accepted 
in the province of Ontario? So the answer is no. You cannot use your IDP, International Driving Permit, once once you applied for a, a, a license here in Ontario. Instantly, you're an Ontario driver. So you, you have a learner's permit. I'm assuming you were issued a G1. Now you're a G1 driver, and you have to follow all the rules of G1, meaning you can't drive unless you're accompanied by a qualified G with four years' experience. Also, an international driving permit is not a driver's license. Many people don't understand this. It is a translation card that accompanies your driver's license from a foreign country. But again, we no longer accept foreign licenses once you've entered into an Ontario license holding situation. And G1 is that. If you need more about this, you can get links uh, or follow the link uh, with more information on the uh, trafficcop.ca website, which is my link tree, and it takes you to all sorts of useful links, uh, things, stuff that you need to know. Daisy Lemon. Let's see what you got to say. Okay. Police can enforce all day long, but can we talk about POA courts and what goes on there? Well, what? Is there a particular thing you want to talk about, about how it works? So a little background on me. I used to be a court officer and an auxiliary officer, but as a court officer, I used to be in the POA courts all the time. I used to watch it. I, I, I learned, I absorbed. And uh, yeah, you can go and take your, so you have three options when you get a ticket. You can pay it, you can choose to have a trial, or you can ask for an early resolution meeting with a prosecutor which is usually where you negotiate without going to trial for a lesser uh, consequence. Doesn't always work. Sometimes they offer it, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they say, see you in court. But uh, that is something that's available to you. Now, if you go to court, you have to present, or you, you attend, you, you present your case. You can have a trial. And at the trial, you say, I didn't do what they said I did. I did something else. And the trier of fact, in this case, the justice of the peace, listens to all parties, provide evidence, and makes a decision. Uh, very often, things come into play, like you're found guilty or the officer's not available. And I think most of the time people are rolling the dice thinking that we're not gonna show up. So officer may not be available um, and because they're sick or they're called into work or something happens and they withdraw charges. Sometimes uh, you find some error in paperwork and there's a reason to get up. So we, we see things in, in various cases. We also see people who show up and say, I'm totally guilty but I want a better deal. That happens. You also get people who come in and say, I'm totally guilty. I want to pay, but I don't have any money. And they put it, put you on a payment plan. They can do that. Lots of different things. So Daisy, I, I want to know what you were looking for because I'm just throwing random bits of info out at, at, at y'all. And I'm, I'm sure there's something in particular you were looking for. But let's talk to Greg who wants to talk to, about uh, CB radios while driving. Two-way radios are permissible in commercial motor vehicles. There's some exemptions. Uh, which is actually thanks to a, a viewer because I was under the impression it was only licensed ham radio operators and there is an exemption in relation to commercial vehicles. So, so if you're talking about in your personal vehicle, um, it would I would assume that that's not permitted based on the way I read the law. Um, I, and, and frankly, um, it's still a distraction. So the way to do it safely, regardless of whether you qualify for an exemption or not, is to use a remote PTT, push to talk, a speaker, and a physically mounted microphone. If you have to reach up and grab something, you are distracted. You are doing something that is, you know, very, uh, will raise the odds of you becoming involved in a collision. Simple as that. So regardless of whether the exemption is in play, you should configure your CB to be safe. And that would be by way of a headset or a remote PTT, 
a loudspeaker and a fixed microphone. That's that's what I would say. Uh, and we need to clarify exactly what your use case is in order for me to tell you whether or not you are actually exempt. Uh, oh, back to uh, to zombie full parking on sidewalk. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. What do we got here? Bunch of stuff just popped in. Uh, hate it or love it. That's the username. Is reversing off the highway against the law? So you're going the wrong way to get off the Yeah, I'm going to say it's against the law. You're not supposed to do that unless you're under the direction of a police officer. Uh, you know, sometimes the, the highway gets closed and police will redirect people. Uh, but in that, in that, for that to be safe and legal, it's the direction they will close the ramp. They'd have multiple units, one directing you down, another unit making sure nobody's coming up, uh, reversing or or driving in any direction. The wrong way on an off-ramp would be illegal without police direction. Okay, underglow laws from Tequila. Google gives different answers. I want to hear it from an officer, please, and thank you. Depends on where you are, uh, first and foremost, because other provinces and other uh, states will have different rules. In Ontario, there's no underglow law. There's no specific you can or cannot have it. But there are lots of other laws, headlight laws, taillight laws, uh, color of light being emitted laws. So let's break it down because this is all interpretation. You can only project white or yellow forward. That is what the headlight laws are. You can only project uh, amber or red to the rear. That's the taillight specifications. Uh, you cannot have intermittent flashes of red light. That is dealing with police vehicles. You can't have intermittent flashes of blue light. Police vehicles in, co in, in cooperation or combination with red and you uh, snowplow for blue. Can't use blue. Um, you're talking about a light that cannot project outwards, can only project to the ground. And even some, like Sergeant Campbell, would interpret being visible to you that you that it that it's projected at you. We disagree on this because I think projected means bulb directed at you and visible directly from the light source versus um, light that is reflected off the ground. So we have a difference of opinion. But that's part of the deal. The law is written and it's left up for lawyers and police officers and, and people to interpret. And then when they get a ticket, they get to go argue those uh, interpretations in court and the trier of fact determines who in fact is guilty or not. So my take on it, and it is my take, that if the bulbs or, or LED strips are mounted in such a way that they are not visible from any side of the vehicle, truly tucked up onto the underside of the vehicle and only projecting to the ground, I think you're okay. I would not write you a ticket for that, but Sergeant Campbell would. The easiest and safest way to avoid problems is use your underglow while you're parked on private property and not when you're driving. It is a visual distraction. It can look cool. Uh, it looked cooler in the 80s and 90s than it does now. Uh, but you know, if you like it and you love it, use it for when you're showing your car off at a car show. I would I would avoid using it on the road because you, you have people like me who will see it and say, nah, we're okay. And you have other people who will say, Nah, here's your ticket. And you don't need that headache. Okay. I hope that answers your question. I know it's neither here nor there and not, and not definitive, but the law isn't always definitive. Very often you have to read what's not written uh, and in various places to determine what actually is or is not legal. Uh, what do we have here? Akela's son wants to know if glowing lights in the side of the car are okay, not projecting. I think Tron. 
Again, not my question. Tron is cool, by the way. I want to watch Tron. What do you think of the original or the remake? Original is always awesome. Anyway, uh, the deal with with um, you're allowed to have marker lights, uh, and and they're truly projector. Like if you talk about headlights, they're not headlights until they're 300 lumens or candela of power. At which point there are maximums as to the number you can have. Um, but you're talking about just glowing. I'm going to say that glowing is going to be okay. Um, there are some requirements for marker lights on commercial motor vehicles, but I think that if you were having glowing, not projecting lights, you'd be okay. Not blinking either. Oh, got to scroll back, got to scroll back. If I get a ticket in Quebec and don't pay, will I get in trouble in Ontario? Yeah, you'll get suspended. You'll be suspended there. When you're suspended there, you're suspended here. Oddly enough, provinces talk to each other. They're in the same country and, and, and they, they do talk. So if you get a ticket and you don't pay, you will get suspended. Now, if you get a ticket in the States and you're in a state that communicates with the system that we, because uh, we, of a reciprocal agreement, uh, you'll get suspended here. If you happen to be in a, in a state that doesn't notify, then you'll be suspended there. And here's the funny thing about America. You go there and not only when you, uh, like here you get suspended, you can't drive home, we give you a ticket, notify you of your suspension. There, you're probably getting arrested and wearing some matching bracelets. So uh, choose wisely, my friend. Yeah, I would, I, I would take responsibility uh, and do what you got to do to be legal. Um, I know people who have been arrested for traffic offenses in Virginia. Uh, they say they say Virginia is for lovers, but it's not for traffic offenders because they don't. They, Twenty miles over the speed limit there, they just they just take you to court right there, handcuffs to your car. Yeah, it's a thing. Jordan King wants to know. What happens if I get pulled over and forgot my license at home because I've done that a couple of times? Well, uh, that's a ticket. That's $110 fine for failing to surrender your license upon demand of a police officer for reasonable inspection. Mind you, the wording is shorter, but that's the the full-on descriptor. Uh, yeah, you have to be able to surrender it. Now, a couple of things are true here. One, it's $110 fine with no demerit points. Two, multiple times of being charged for that could actually affect your insurance rates. I never thought that that was possible. I was under the impression if it was non-moving violations, they didn't affect your driver's license in terms of your insurance. But they do. Because insurance companies evaluate information on their own. They determine what it impacts your uh, your uh, insurance rates. And my understanding, as has been explained to me, is that offenses like that are considered minor. But if you have repeated minor offenses, they can gang up together and impact your insurance. So... It is best to think twice before you leave uh, the house and make sure you have your stuff. People often ask, can I have a photocopy? Can I have a picture on my phone? Um, you can have those pictures, but they don't actually meet the requirements under law in order to satisfy a police officer that they are, in fact, your ID. It can help. An officer does have the discretion to say, oh, I'll give you a warning this time. Uh, but that doesn't mean you will get discretion. Just uh, possible. Uh, in fact, they can give you discretion even if you don't have a photo of your license. So the best bet is carry your license. Got to have your license, your ownership. It can be a photocopy or the original. And your insurance card can either be the original or if your company, your insurance provider provides a um, electronic version by way of an app that's secure and can be provided to police, then that's also an option. But remember, uh, phones have batteries. Batteries die if you can't actually provide your electronic copy. It's the same as not having had it at all. I love the username Ungrateful Ninja. 
Awesome. I've not read your question yet. We'll get to you soon. I just happen to like ninjas and Ungrateful Ninjas is cool in terms of the name. There was a great character on, what, what platform was it? It wasn't TikTok. It was well before TikTok. I, it, they were funny. It was a magician who had a whole shtick about ninjas and it was funny and I laughed a lot and, it, and he's gone. He doesn't do it anymore, I don't think. If anyone can remind me what that channel is that I'm talking about, I would, I'd, I'd appreciate it. How do you get a driver's license reinstated? King Ken wants to know. So the deal is that if you have had a suspension, you need to go and deal with whatever caused the suspension to suspend. So if you, if you were suspended for non-payment uh, or suspended as a result of a court order or an administrative suspension because of uh, stunt or something else, whatever the trigger was, you've got to resolve that. So if it was a period of time that had to elapse or you had to pay fines because you didn't pay fines. That's why you have to resolve the trigger and then you need to pay a reinstatement fee and apply for it to be reinstated. And then it takes about four days, four business days to actually happen. But that's it. If you need more about that, let me know. Uh, what is this? Oh, what a good idea. And this is, you play a trick on yourself to make sure you're on time. So Stephen says, we have our clock set 10 minutes earlier than regular time so we can get to our destinations on time without spending, I think you meant speeding. I love it going the speed limit. Yes. Uh, okay, and I got that information from Kelly. Cool. So yeah, the deal is that they, they play the trick on themselves to make sure they're, they're ahead of the game. I know a lot of people who do five or 10 minutes ahead of time. I need to know the accurate time all the time, I wanna know the actual time. I myself can navigate making sure I'm early or not, because uh, sometimes I, uh, it doesn't work, but I, I need to know the actual time always, because what happens is if you, if you rely on the clock lying to you to make you on time, if you look at someone else's clock, you think you've got more time than you do. <laughs> so I appreciate the, I think, listen, I love going the speed limit too. Uh, and here's the deal. If you go the speed limit and you prepare for it, you're on time because you prepared and then you're probably early. But here's the other thing. If you're late, just own it. Be late. You're gonna, you might get in trouble. You might offend people, but don't put other lives at risk, yourself included, to, be, to avoid getting in trouble or to avoid um, offending people. Yeah. You, you can say that, you know what? Today something happened and the priority was that and not being on time. And you can own that. Uh, you know, people will be offended when you're late. I, I don't like waiting for people. And people don't like waiting for me. It's just a thing. Nobody likes waiting on anybody. Because it, it, as I go deep down the rabbit hole of being on time, uh, the police instilled this concept. And it is that early is on time. On time is late. And late is unacceptable. I was late for everything, I think, until I was a, became a member of the Toronto Police 20, nearly 24 years ago. Whew, time flies. Okay, Bali Sandu has a question on country roads. I need water. On busy country roads, a vehicle stopped to make a left turn. Can I cross from the right shoulder? I will rephrase this. So you're on a country road, it's one lane another in, in, in either direction. So there's no way to pass them when they're making a left turn safely. And there's no other lane to go in. 
they've stopped or uh, and they've signaled their intention to make a left turn, can you pass on the shoulder? Not cross, but pass. If it's a paved shoulder, then that is the scenario where you can. If it is not a paved shoulder where you can safely do that, then you cannot. So there is a, there is a, a stipulation in the Highway Traffic Act in Ontario stating that it must be a paved shoulder and it must be safe. Uh, okay, question about HOV lanes. Are commercial vehicles allowed to use time-based HOV lanes on municipal roads? Time-based. So I must clarify that municipal roads don't have HOV lanes. I know that some of them have signs that allow people to use them if they have sufficient number of passengers. The deal is that HOV lanes are 400 series highways and so on. The municipal HOV lanes are actually diamond lanes. They're multi-use and they're designated by the sign. If the sign says you can use it, you can use it. If the sign says you cannot use it, you cannot use it, as simple as that. The stipulation on most municipal roads will show, you know, motorcycles are allowed, taxis are allowed, uh, multi-passenger, um, multiple occupants are allowed. And very often they are three instead of two, like the HOV lanes. But if, but is, an H, is a commercial vehicle permitted? On, on HOV lanes, true HOV lanes, there's a maximum vehicle length. And I believe that most commercial vehicles are not permitted. Uh, so I, I don't have an answer, but I think I can find one. Let's see. Uh, we'll look at City of Toronto. Diamond Lane. Let's see if I can find. City Cycling. No, I don't want to City Cycling. Um, no, that's not it. I'm not finding it. This is called Diamond Lane. Yeah, I'm not. Well, what are the rules for Toronto HOV lanes? Okay. See, that's not accurate. I'm, I'm asking what Toronto is telling me HOV lanes. To which I have to say, we're moving on. I'll have to look into this later. Just because I, I can go deep down the rabbit hole and nobody wants that. It's just, can't do that. Okay. Uh, that, that's there. We're going to see here. All right, moving on. And, and uh, Daniel, I wish I had more information for you, but uh, I would go with the sign, and I and I probably assume that you can't. And uh, in, in you're saying commercial, so I'm assuming big trucks. All right, pull kit. Can someone from another province drive my car with having no insurance of their own? If you're a, an Ontario registered vehicle and an insured vehicle in the province of Ontario. The vehicle is insured, not the driver. Uh, the driver who uh, is, is named on the policy uh, is the regular driver, and that's how your rates are determined based on their driving record. And you can, unless there's a stipulation on your policy that says you cannot, well, then you can lend your vehicle to somebody else. They may have requirements like no one under the age of 25, uh, no one named Fred, like they could say things like that. And then your insurance wouldn't cover them if they did. Now, from a policing perspective, if I pull someone over who has a driver's license and provides me proof of insurance for the and, and the registration for that vehicle, they're, and they're, they're legally permitted to operate that vehicle with permission and they're qualified with an equivalent license, then they can drive it. I wouldn't give them a ticket. If they crash, the liability coverage would cover the involved parties. Uh, but the, the uh, what is it called? The... Um, what is it called? Liability. Oh, we might lose the live in five to 10 minutes. They're going to do a generator test. And that will that will signify just because we won't be able to recover from it. Um, 
we'll lose the live. It'll be the it'll be the end. So I'm just giving you the the heads up. Um, but yeah, uh, it, we might lose the live, and that that makes me sad. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, five ten minutes, it might go dark, and at which point we will wish you a wonderful weekend because uh, I don't know if I'll be able to recover from it. If I can, I'll be back. No, we'll just assume no. I'm wishy-washy. I don't want to say goodbye. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I answered this question before I got distracted by the news and information. Let's move to Ungrateful Ninja. Can more than one vehicle enter an intersection waiting to make a left turn on a green light? Uh, yeah, if there's room to do it safely, then you could. Uh, you, you know, it, it gets messy uh, if, if, if you all stack up and then you have nowhere to go. So one person uh, entering and waiting to make a left turn, uh, then then they can go and uh, and be there safely. If it's a big intersection, that might be two. Um, it becomes a little bit ridiculous. Is it, is there a, how about this? There's no law that I'm aware of that says you can have a maximum of one or a maximum of two. It's all about what you can safely do. And again, if you get blocked, you, you are now blocking the intersection because there's nowhere for you to go because you didn't anticipate how it was all going to play out very well. Well, that's a problem. And then you can get charged for, uh, for failing to clear a signalized intersection or... Uh, What's the other one? Uh, interfere with traffic. Yeah. SMI. What do we got here? Is the, it the, what is this? I don't know what the QLS is supposed to be. It the law to let others' cars, other cars in coming off the on-ramp, or is it just, oh, okay. So this is about letting people in who are entering the highway. Uh, you don't have to, move out of their way, but you can't block them intentionally. So scenario, you're driving, the person who's merging has to safely merge. But let's say there's a good space and you say, I don't like green cars. I'm going to accelerate and block them from coming in. That's stunt driving. That qualifies as a stunt driving charge. You cannot intentionally block someone from passing uh, or prevent them from changing lanes. That, 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 is, that is a stunt charge. But if there is no gap, you don't have to make a gap. They may have to slow down. They may have to speed up. They may have to stop because there's no safe place to enter when they're entering. Now, courtesy suggests you do make space, even though you don't have to. And, you know, we're, we're using a, a shared resource, those roads. Let's, let's do it safely and, and cooperatively for everybody. Where can I check my points? You can go to the ministry and request a, uh, a printout. You can ask for an uh, abstract. They may or may not charge. I don't know, uh, but uh, that is where you would go. Uh. <laughs> uh Chris, uh, Christo, okay, just followed and wants me to follow them back, but not follow them back. Go to their YouTube. It's a, that's a new a new uh, thing. I don't usually do follow for a follow. I'll, I'll try and check you out. Uh, Chase says, why aren't most traffic enforcement vehicles unmarked or inconspicuous? I would love a 2010 RAV4 as a police car. No one would know. Um, in terms of the maker model of them, uh, that, that, that's up for uh, debate. I want one I fit into and I cannot drive a RAV4. Otherwise, I'd be driving a Prime right now just because it says Prime. No, it's a, anyway, uh, we do have some that are completely inconspicuous. We used to have uh, Pontiac minivans. Yeah, no one, no one knew those were police vehicles. You know what? People don't like being uh, caught doing what they're doing. I think they're very effective, and I think we should have far more of them. Uh, but people generally don't like the idea of being caught, and, and they think it's sneaky when we're unmarked. But it is very effective. People do the darndest things when they don't realize the police are watching. Uh, 
we want people to drive lawfully regardless of whether or not the big vehicle with flashing lights are there. Now, there are issues with unmarked vehicles and that they're unmarked and it limits our ability to do other things with them. You know, if we're going to a collision scene and not just doing enforcement, um, it's not as effective as a police vehicle. But because we want those high visibility lights and markings. Just a reminder, we might lose power at any moment, at which point uh, we would lose you and then we're going to lose life. I'll keep going until that happens. Can the city officer pull you over on the highway? Yes, they can. Uh, Kayla, my wife wants to know if you're allowed. What is this? Oh, if buses are allowed to drive in bike lanes, we've seen it a few times. No, buses are not on bike lanes. Bike lanes are bike lanes. Bus lanes are bus lanes. If it's a bike bus, I don't know, maybe there's a weird combination lane. Uh, but no, buses are not exempt. Uh, question. Oh, okay. Uh, so Anonymous mentioned yesterday that his friends go 160 on the 401 but use jammers. Is it true that they would only get one charge when pulled over because you can't prove stunt? So we may not be able to establish stunt unless we have other means of measuring speed because the jammer jams the ability to get a reading from our device, but maybe we're pacing them. Maybe we uh, can establish that they're going well over a certain speed and we can try. See, speeding stunt requires over a certain speed. So if you were pulling away and I was doing 150 to catch you and you were still making speed, I could articulate, I think, um, the fact that you were going faster than me and I was doing 150. And I'm lawfully permitted to do that. You're not. Um, now I'm saying that 150 to try and catch up to the speeding vehicle. But it depends. It, it's possible that they could lay charges. At very least, they could charge for speeding. And they could estimate the speed. They could uh, pace for the speed. They could do a number of things. Uh, let's see here. Stephen Bell, the only ticket that I would like to have and pay for is for speeding events. Uh, Matt Dillon, how do you proceed legally when you come to an intersection road that has no stop yield sign? When does that happen? Um, really, where, where is there a no stop yield sign? I think that anytime there's a, I don't know, in the city, we I don't think we'd ever have that, but uh, you have to stop before you cross a, uh, a stop or a uh, crosswalk sign or no sign you should be stopping for that i'm trying to think of any other reason where where, where you do that where where matt do you have a scenario like that um i'm going to say you should stop but i i don't i don't know i have to look this up because it's out of my my wheelhouse my my wow you stopped me i think we've talked about it on the show but i just don't remember it's probably an answer what happens if you google it somebody google it chase you're on the clock i'll let chase google it i got a dad joke for later Okay, Ian says, last week uh, you said it was legal in Ontario to cross a double line on a two-lane road to pass a slow-moving vehicle. Interesting. Here in Quebec, crossing a single or double line is an infraction. Yes, I believe that Ontario is the only province that does not have an offense for crossing a line. And, and that's not to say that you aren't responsible for making safe moves or that you wouldn't be responsible if you caused a collision, but there's no actual ticket on the, the, uh, the books for crossing a line except there is a uh, offense for crossing uh, in relation to a HOV lane. So if you read the HTA specific to HOV lane lines, there is an offense for that. I believe it's $110 for crossing that line. Uh, Michael says, I don't, this is Michael L. I don't understand why the passengers cannot drink, especially in a limo back seat, if the driver is willing to drink them, drive them, uh, drive with them. He's going to do it anyways. So, it's against the law because there are laws about alcohol. 
And one of them is that you cannot have open alcohol in a motor vehicle. Simple as that. Uh, but people break that law, and uh, and usually it's the driver of the limo who gets charged. And in fact, uh, it's a problem. But yeah, you 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 you're putting that on the driver if you do that. Uh, and in terms of why is it illegal, I don't make the laws; I enforce them. Uh, I, I assume it's because you could be passing it around to the driver. It's available to them. Uh, Ian wants to know if I made it to the uh, Hamilton Comic Con. Ponch wasn't there, but John made it. I didn't get there. Well, I'm sorry to hear that Eric didn't make it. That's, uh, but uh, but John uh, John Baker, the actor who plays John Baker, is a really cool guy. Uh, a Marine, a Marine. Yeah, uh, let's see. I can't pronounce this username. I'm just gonna put it on the screen. Why are red camera signs posted? If they're breaking the law, why do they need a warning? Uh, they, I don't agree with it. I, I wish that wasn't the case. But the law was the, the law. Um, I, it's probably so that uh, uh, everyone doesn't complain because people complain when they're being held accountable for things and breaking laws. Oddly enough, a lot of people who ask for red light cameras. Uh, or, or enforcement in a neighborhood, then get ticketed for breaking the laws that they were unhappy that other people were breaking. And then they complain that they got a ticket, even though they're the ones who actually made the complaint to get the camera. Anyway, it's a funny situation. So uh, it doesn't stop people from getting caught. The sign, people aren't paying attention to signs. It's, 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 it's wild and crazy. Um, I, I agree with you, though. I don't think there's any real need to warn people. Uh, they're choosing to break the law, and they're going to break the law regardless. Uh, Ian says, our city here north of Montreal has several Dodge caravans and a few Ford Edge vehicles is unmarked. Drivers in my area are cowboys and need to be fined. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I think we should have all sorts of cars. Uh, we have some chargers. We have some pickup trucks. We have SUVs. We have all sorts of things in our fleet for unmarked um, enforcement vehicles. So our, our Vision Zero enforcement team uh, have the ability to blend in like no other. And to answer your question, Ian, they are jammers and radar detectors are illegal. $170 fine, three Numera points, and we seize the item, the device. Michael, uh, answering the question earlier about how do you find out your points, a three-year driver abstract costs several dollars at Service Ontario. Someone was asking about checking Numera points. Um, okay. Oops. And then apparently in Quebec, if you are caught with any kind of radar detector or jammer or any device of similar use, your license is taken and your car is gone. That's what we need here in Ontario. That would be amazing. Um, yes, I like that. Uh, there's a law that we, we should uh, we should bring over. Time Lab TV. They want to know, can I have the front plate inside the car on the dashboard? I don't want to hide the grills. <laughs> People like the front end of their car. It's like an allergy when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, front plates. And I don't get it. I just don't get it. But uh, no, you can't. You have to properly uh, install your plate on the front of your vehicle. Now, tow hook adapter would be your solution, I think. Because a tow hook adapter, well, it, it, it meets the requirements. Front, conspicuous place. Um, it has to be horizontal or, or the way that was intended to be displayed. But behind the wheel, behind the front window is not only dangerous because it becomes a projectile in the event of a collision, it is also not meeting the requirements. It's like not the front of the vehicle, for instance. It faces the front, maybe, uh, but it doesn't, it isn't at the front. Uh, a very, very serious question from Ryan Pinn, our driving instructor extraordinaire from Nova Scotia, who asks, can I speed if I attach a missile 
shaped balloon to my car. Um, I, I'll have to double check the books, but I'm going to say no, just as a hunch. Uh, where can I change? Where no? Where can I request a change to the traffic light sequence timing advance to make the flow better? Three one one. Your local counselor uh, would be another place to go. Um, first, identifying the issue. What you're looking for is you want a traffic study done. That's uh, that's likely what will happen. You can't just say it should be faster this way or longer that way. Um, you've got to you've got to request it because it's causing issues in the neighborhood, citing the reasons why, safety being likely the best one, and then go from there. How long can I drive without plates if it's an out-of-town vehicle, out-of-province vehicle? Uh, you can drive with out-of-town plates for up to 30 days after moving to Ontario. Uh, beyond that, uh, you will be fine. They will not be accepted. Your license, if, you have a, if you're registered and you're licensed in the other province, you have 60 days to apply for a local Ontario license. Um, I don't know why they're not the same. But alas, they are not. And uh, the Grinch approves of your message. Very cool. I want to talk to you about employment opportunities. Talk about it all the time. And if you are interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, then I would ask you, invite you, suggest Ivan, <coughs> and cough, to visit www.tps.ca. Yes. What will happen when you get there? You'll see this. Careers. One career, many opportunities. It sounds like something I've said on a few occasions. It talks about the city, the employer being the Toronto Police Service. You can get information about becoming a police officer, special constable, parking enforcement officer, comms operator. And of course, there are civilian roles that are regularly posted. Oh, we're, we're down to two. Senior programmer and comms operator. The, uh, uh, the position for care, was it caretaker is gone. Uh, police constable. That's the one that most people are interested in. Talks a big button for apply now. Uh, as a member of the Toronto Police Service, blah, 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 you can read about it. I won't read it for you. Uh, I will talk about the fact that we have requirements, and those requirements, well, they look like that. What do they, what do they say? Uh, Canadian citizen or permanent resident, 18 plus years of age, physically and mentally able to perform the duties of the position, having regards to your uh, own safety and the safety of members of the public. You have to have had completed secondary school or its equivalent. Uh, good moral character and habits, meaning that you are an individual that other people view as being trustworthy and having integrity. Uh, there's other stuff that you need, like no criminal convictions that for which a pardon has not been granted, uh, valid driver's license with no more than six accumulated demerit points. Did I mention that driving is kind of a, a, a factor? It's an important thing. Like having a crappy driving record suggests you don't follow the rules. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, CPR and first aid, OACP certificate, uh, hearing standards, vision standards, and you can't be colorblind. It says normal color acuity, so you have to be able to distinct, distinguish between red and green. I think that's what color blindness is. Um, you have to be able to pass security clearance and shuttle run level seven, which is misery for me. I don't like shuttle run at all. I have nightmares about it still. Yeah. Of course, there's background stuff. And then it goes into, hey, talk to a recruiter, uh, talks about the money, the benefits. But that's not the reason to become a member of the Toronto Police Service. Don't Listen, there are great benefits to becoming a police officer in terms of uh, the, the, the job and the pay and so on. But this is a lifestyle of service. This is a totally different situation. You don't become, you don't get a job and go to work. 
you become something you weren't. You stop being a civilian, you start being a police officer, you're a police officer sworn and such until the day you quit or retire. And then, you, and then only then do you become a civilian again at the other end. Um, Ryan, P what? I don't get it. Gambling ads on sports channels? I do not know. I don't know what this one is. I have. I don't watch sports channels, and I don't. I don't think I've seen any gambling ads. Uh, I've got a hard stop at eleven o'clock. That's Akela saying that they have to run uh, in nine minutes. Good to know. Oddly enough, we've not been shut down by a, a generator. And wouldn't that be funny if a generator kicked in at the moment I said that? Timing. Timing is everything. Michael VLZ. My car doesn't come with front plate bracket, a.k.a. Tesla, or in brackets, Tesla. What do I do? Tickets, points? Um, it's it's a, they should have given it to you. It's probably in your trunk uh, because if it's sold in Ontario, it has to have a front license plate holder. Uh, most Teslas, I believe it's two-way tape and they come off all the time, um, but you need to mount it there and you need to make efforts. And look at a tow hook adapter. I imagine the Tesla has one. And let's see, uh, Tesla tow hook adapter. That's for the rear. Does the Tesla have a tow hook? Ah, here we go. I'm looking at the graphic. Let's, how to open Tesla tow hook cover on Cora. Can I share this? Let's see if we can find this together. All right. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Come on, is this garbage? Yeah, that's useless. I love it when there's no, apparently it's it's located behind the cover on the front rear bumper. So there is a tow hook. But is there no tow hook? Anyway, look for a tow hook adapter. That would make life easy and much easier than me trying to find it on Google. Uh, but there you go. Otherwise, just get a lot of really good Gorilla Glue on your front bumper. All kidding aside, two-way tape. Uh, what do we got here? Okay. Ian, as a police officer in Canada, are you required to possess a restricted PAL license and an authorization to carry, and do you carry off duty? Good question. So I, I have a, a, uh, a license because I was a competitive marksman prior to becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service. But you don't have to have a PAL to be a police officer. Oddly enough, uh, Border, uh, the what is it, CBSA has to have a PAL forever how they do it. Um, a friend of mine was instrumental in, in their original training. And you don't have to do that in Canada as a police officer, because as a police officer, you have certain uh, authorities, and the firearms are not owned by us. They're owned by the police service. In the, I think it's in the chief's name, and they are issued to us for use as part of our job. So different, different situation. Uh, do we carry off duty? Uh, every police service will have different rules. As a police officer, we technically could. Uh, most, I don't think, do, uh, except for certain uh, situations. Like I used to, uh, people can transport them, uh, again, based on individual service requirements, uh, and they can get authorized to carry all the time if they need to for, for reasons of their employment. Uh, Daisy and Pine Crochet. Regarding the intersection with no stop sign, there should always be 
one direction with a stop sign. The direction that doesn't have the stop sign has the right of way and doesn't need to stop? Oh, okay, so you're saying, so the main road has no stop sign because they're not, it's actually not an intersection. Well, it is an intersection, but yeah, the 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 side street has the stop sign and the main road doesn't. Yes, the main road has a priority. I was thinking a, a, a an intersection where there is absolutely no um, sign. Well, are there any that exist? I don't think they would exist in Toronto, but I wonder. Uh, I've never seen one. Is there one where... Like a T intersection, no, T would be a bad example because the T intersection would be one where the T has the priority. I'm trying to think if there's, an, if there's a situation where a four, with, no, I guess not. I guess that's what we're talking about. And I just wasn't seeing the forest for the trees. And what you're saying, Daisy and Pine Crochet, is, is exactly right. The main road doesn't require a stop sign. The intersecting road does. And I hope that's actually what they were talking about. Uh, minivan question. What minivan question? I guess I missed your minivan question. I'm scrolling back. I see your stunt charge. Where, where's your minivan? Instead of saying that I miss it, just ask the question again. It's so much easier to find it. Uh, I don't see your minivan question. At all. Let's see here. Can I paint my custom electric vehicle plates the necessary green to use the HOV? No. Oh, because so the deal is, and what the, what they're they're talking about is, uh, if you are, um, if you are qualified, you have a qualifying vehicle for H for green plates. The green plates give you access to uh, the HOV lanes and, and such. If you get vanity plates with a vehicle that qualifies for green plates, well, you don't have green plates and you cannot use the HOV lanes solo. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's the green plate that gives you authority, not the the uh, the type of engine or battery source that you have. So you can't paint them. They're not green plates. In fact, you can be arrested for painting them. <laughs> uh, what are the... What is the uh, charges for a very tinted plate cover? For any plate cover, it's $110. You cannot obscure, uh, you can't have a dirty plate, you can't have an obscured plate, you can't put a cover on, you can't put a license plate frame. $110 for that. Does working as a security guard help on applying becoming a police officer? Consistent work, and, and I, I think security work is a unique situation. I think it's a great opportunity to learn how to talk to people. If you're going to be a security guard and speak to no one, I don't think it's a major benefit. Um, but if you're going to be in an environment where you can learn uh, to speak to people, develop your skills and abilities as a communicator, to de-escalate situations because you are an unarmed representative of the property uh, and can very often be in situations that are kind of sticky, if you can come to you know good uh, conclusions uh, and not get into, uh, into physical altercations, like you learn to be a, a masterful speaker, uh, then I think you can really have it as a benefit. Yeah, there's definitely possible. I did a lot of security work when I was uh, younger. I worked as an armed guard. I I, um, I worked as a bouncer. I did a, I did a ton of different things before uh, transitioning into policing. So I think it is a benefit. Okay. There's a side road out here with a yield leading up to the main road, but there's two sets of railway tracks before the main road. So the yield is kind of more important in case you're yielding and a train comes. If you stop before the tracks, you can't. Okay. Uh, what, what is the, it says here, if you stop before the, if you stop before, 
the tracks. You can't see the main road to yield. Hope that made sense. It's sort of, it's, I sort I was sort of picking up what you were putting down, sort of. Uh, okay, we got a couple of dad jokes. One of them, I think, is zombies, which, which you know, you, you're on a streak. You've had really good dad jokes, so I'm hoping that this is also good. Otherwise, I'll be disappointed. Uh, dad joke. What are the most important elements for dad jokes? Sulfur, argon, calcium, and samarium. Ah, sarcasm. I like that one. It's less haha, but it's still a value addition to a value add to the show. Any other dad jokes? Share them now or, or, or for, well, miss the opportunity until next week. Uh, the October 12th official calendar joke is, Dad, are you going to take a bath? No, I'm leaving it where it is. Into the trash bin it goes. I suppose I could go to the dad joke generator for one more. Dad joke generator. There we go. Put it up on screen. And here we go. What do you get when you throw a hand grenade into a French bathroom? Linoleum blown apart? Oh, God. Like Napoleon Bonaparte? It's linoleum blown apart. Um, not the best one, but it's not terrible. How many? Oh, that's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, what do you call a fake noodle? And impasta. I like that one. All right, enough of the dad jokes. I got stuff and things to do, and I bet you do too. Uh, it's been a slice. It's a short week uh, because I'm not here tomorrow, and I hope to be back on Monday. Uh, that said, have a great weekend. Drive safe. Drive sober. And uh, I don't know if you should not do anything. I wouldn't. I don't know. That's ne never good advice. You never know what somebody else is willing to do. Uh, I will be posting a video tomorrow, and it will be the Going into the weekend, impaired driving update. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seatbelt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. And guess what? I didn't press end because uh, I got a joke that came in from Michael. Tess, this is a, did I say a joke? I got a fine. Not a joke. I had a follow-up from Michael. Tesla has a tow hook at the front end but doesn't have a bracket attached to the bumper. 
and I can't put a plate if no bracket. Um, so you're saying the toe hook adapter doesn't have the ability for you to screw a plate display onto the front of the Tesla? That's I'm, I'm wait. Let me I can search this. Ways to add front license plate. It's got to be a way. Uh, Tesla. The two-way tape is the one that they designed, which is terrible. Oh, that's ugly as sin, but let's see. There's a mounting thing. So it says, remove the remaining tape inside the bracket, press the entire bracket firmly, blah, blah, blah. So there's talking about the Tesla one is a, is a glue-on one. Again, look in your trunk. It should be there. But there is a... Ruined my Tesla. How do I install a front license plate holder? There's tons of stuff here. But there's, it looks like there's a contraption. I hate to go on that site. I'm going to look at it first. Test Fram, front license plate mount for a 2023 20, or for a Y. How does that look on the vehicle? No, I'm just talking you through this, but oh. Well, there's a physical mount available. What model do you have? What model Tesla? Uh, it looks like there's a, uh, a, a an adjustable unit that screws in. Um, that doesn't look bad. Goes into that, that air duct underneath. Most friendly to your Tesla. Uh, let me open. Can I open this picture? Click to open an expanded view. I'm going to put this on screen. I'm not endorsing this. I don't even know if it works. But I think it's worthy of, of looking at since you're looking for a solution. So it's a mount that goes into the grill. Oh, you can't even see this because you're on Instagram. Uh, Michael, check out the uh, the options. This is Test Fram front license plate mount for Tesla Model Y. I don't know what's available for the platform for other vehicles though. And that's what I wanted to share. That's my story. Uh, I'm done. I am complete. I will see you next week. Have a great one. Oh, <laughs> I said I'm goodbye, and then and then Chase finally answered <laughs> at ten fifty nine. Says uh, on Highway Eleven, I saw a minivan with its rear sliding door open, and the passenger taking videos of another vehicle. Is that illegal? They were in their seat. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know if that would be. A, what what charge would that be? I think it's all if all the contents are secure and they are wearing their seatbelt. Um, another one I got to look into. I don't know if that's illegal. I would have an issue with it. I'd pull them over and have a conversation. Yeah, not a, not a good thing for uh, for safety. I'm gonna say it's unsafe. <laughs>